Chairshot Podcast is back. It's Monday evening. We're all very sleepy. We're all very grumpy. And uh, we're going to try and power through here in the name of entertaining you, the dear listeners, the folks who for some reason check this show out every week. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by the ever dependable. First of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Why do people still listen to this? I don't understand it. <laughs> Good intro there. Looking forward. I to mean, surely, surely there are better, better podcasts out there. People could be listening to. Eh, I don't know. I'm just saying. Up. I'm I'm feeling a bit self-reflective today. Um. Thank, <laughs> thanks for listening anyway. But <laughs> where did your life yeah, go wrong that you're listening to this now? All right, all right. Don't turn self-reflection into attacking other people. I love Joe. I love Joe and Barry, though. They're great. If you had to criticize someone, have a pop at yourself for still doing this. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, also with us, the aforementioned Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi there, Barry and Paul. So Joe, uh, Joe, do you have any uh, existential crisis you want to talk about? No, I think it's a bloody great podcast. I think it's a good I think, we're just, I think we're just getting into the swing of it. We're just hitting our stride now. <laughs> After eight years. <laughs> Years, I think we're getting it. Sticking with us, you know, you know those, you know those friends who are like, you gotta watch this show on Netflix. Now you gotta give it eight seasons, but oh, <laughs> once they get to the eighth season, yeah. they have something. Eight, eight, fifty episode seasons as well. <laughs> uh, you know, sixteen seasons of twenty-four in. You know, anyway. We have a hell of a show here to talk about. We've got uh, 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 a holiday to discuss. We've got game golf. We've got actually got quite a bit of wrestling. Uh, someone else, someone else is dead. We got that to talk about. We know you love that. Uh, <laughs> That's the best bit of the show when someone's dead. <laughs> We've got. Do we have a Ron the Truth? Wrong the Truth killings. Of course. <laughs> That's the stupidest name. Um, and, you know, all the other fun and games. I'm not feeling great, I'll be honest, Lance. Uh, Very not well. I was on, I was on The Lash right, at the weekend. Uh, went out Friday, went out Saturday. Oh, wow. Still able, still able to go two nights in a row, are you, Mary? That's right. I'm not slowing down. Yeah, I'm 27. Wow. But what a, you wow. Know, I'm, 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 and now I just do it and just get sick for about a week afterwards. <laughs> You just um, look like Jim Neidhart. Oh, no. Did you, see, me, did you see the tweet from E! Online? Announcing no. the, oh, with, with the picture? Yeah, it's like they they, really bad they basically posted a picture of the corpse. It was that bad. Oh, oh, hang on. Let me see this now. I have to look at E! Online. Uh, oh, there's so many fucking E! Online's. Holy shit. Uh, e, but e, you know what? Did, did, e then. What I did. Uh, right what what Twitter account is under? I'll find it. All right, I got it. Uh, but I, I I did notice TNA 
posted a, uh, uh, a, 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 a condolences message to Neidhart. Very nice. Obviously, he worked there and all this other stuff. But he posted, of course, a picture of him in TNA. And he was quite large in TNA. <laughs> he was like, oh. oh, it was not the best. It was not the best picture to use. Um, but anyway... Because uh, he'd been like retired or like not in WWE for years and years. Wait. Anyway, uh, spoilers for the wrestling up there. We're going to talk about Jim Neidhart being dead. Um, <laughs> Not sure if you hadn't heard. If you hadn't heard Jim at the time. Anyway, so we got all that stuff coming up. Anyway, I the, the, the point is I'm a bit seedy here because I you know I went out at the weekend. You know, uh, and on top of that, just my my you know usual uh, awful diet. Um. Uh. So you know. Got the shits, basically, is what I'm saying here. Oh, God. Um, Thank you. Uh, just, I, might well, I might as well just be blunt about it. You know, um, If I disappear at any point during like, the show... Um, I posted uh, in the Skype there the link, by the way. At, oh, okay. at E! News, if anybody wants to go see it. Okay. I, I, I was like looking... Like for it, it was, like, <laughs> he looks it was, like, like he's dead in it. It's horrible. Oh, my... Jeez. What is that picture? And the top reply is someone going, you guys couldn't find a better photo? <laughs> Amen, sir. Amen. Oh, that is terrible. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I realize we just made some jokes right there that were maybe not, you know, in the best taste. But... <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel awful. I feel awful from laughing. But that is, you know, you know what's funny about it? It's the editorial decision to use this picture. Is it's like um, we've got all these shots here of him in his prime, uh, you know, holding the WWF championships with Bret Hart. Photos of him with Owen and mm. Davy Boy. Uh, we got all these candid photos of him and his daughter, promotional images from Total Divas of them being happy together. Um, actually, can you find me a picture where he looks like a cross between <laughs> Dr. Robotnik <laughs> and <laughs> Beaker from the Muppets? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay <clears throat> okay <clears throat> okay anyway. I gotta put that photo away there I'll not stop laughing such <laughs> disrespect for this dead man oh uh, I do feel bad uh, do rest feel in bad. peace Jim rest in, rest in peace to Jim Neidhart for real um, anyway I'll tell you what when Jim Ross dies, I know which Twitter account I'm going straight to. Oh, God. Uh, no, they're going to get that. What is the picture we always reference of, like, great Colleen choking him? Like... <laughs> Man, that's sad. Okay. Oh, anyway, right. I don't have any. I don't have any life go further than I have the shits. Who wants to go? 
Paul. <laughs> well, you do by the sound of it, mate. Oh. oh. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm back. I'm back from France now. It was good. Okay. <laughs> oh fuck! What did you get up to? <laughs> well, um, the France trip was obviously. Disneyland was like the main event of the the trip. Had a, had a good old time. We went over for five days, so it was Monday to Friday. Um, very hot the first couple of days. Um, on I think on the Monday I had four showers. It was that hot. I would just I would just be pouring sweat. Ugh. Yeah, mm. like I get, I'd have a shower and then I get out of the shower and Nat, <laughs> be Nat would look at me like half an hour later and I'd just be pouring sweat. And, and she'd, be, she'd be like, she'd be like, get fucking dressed, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's been half an hour. Yeah, also like, <laughs> did you just do nothing while you were actually in fighting? Four showers a day, like. Um. No, I mean trying we to, trying to bring up the average for the front. Um, no we were doing sightseeing and that but it it, it was so hot that during the day we just went back to the hotel to have a shower and then went out again then I had a shower before like dinner then I had a shower before I went to sleep and then I couldn't sleep because it was so hot and I just had to go have another shower (laughs) ridiculous stuff so just constant showers <laughs> that's why I can't go on hot holidays. I just don't enjoy it. Well, I, I mean, the rest in, of the week inside in the, the the rest of the week wasn't that hot. It was just kind of the Monday and Tuesday because yeah. it was like that that heat wave that yeah, hit Europe. Yeah. We we got the tail end of it. Um, like Thursday, for example, we were in Disney and it was raining, so. It kind of worked out well because the queues weren't very big, you know. But that those first two days were just un- yeah. unbearably hot. Um, got a nice cheap hotel. Very happy with that. For okay. f- for four nights for two people in in Paris in the city, hundred and sixty euro. So that's Jesus twenty euro per person per night. That's pretty good. Is that? I, I, I'm paying that for half as long in London in September. Yeah. Well, when we went to Drada the other week, I think I think I paid about that for one night. So, although that was like a real fancy like, townhouse, whereas this one was a one-star hotel. Um, ah, well, who cares? It had a shower though. So. It had a shower in it, which we used copiously. <laughs> Got the use out of it. Got his money's worth. It's like I'm not paying their water bill, so. <laughs> Just leave the shower running overnight. Okay. Um, well, the amount you're in there, it's hardly worth turning it off. <laughs> is it? Um, but yeah, it was very good. We did all the tourist traps. Now, France is, is or, or Paris specifically, has changed since I lived there. It used to be you could just walk up to the Eiffel Tower, go right underneath it and have a good look, peep around. If you wanted to go up it, you, you know, queue for however long and and go up it but mm. now they have the whole tower like 
sectioned off. There's like a fence around it. And if you want to walk up to it, if you want to even oh, go into the area, you got to like queue and stuff. I'm not fucking doing that. Uh, ter- terrorism, isn't it? Yeah, same for the uh, same for well. the Arc de Triomphe. Same, everything is, it's not even, it's like it's all mon- more monetized now. <sighs> I mean, it's so commercialized Paris these days. It used to be about the love. Yeah. Uh, money, they used money, to money. name the city after that fact. Yes, and light. So we went. We saw the uh, Eiffel Tower. We saw the Arc de Triomphe. Uh-huh. What else we do? Um, went down into the the catacombs. That was pretty good. Ooh. That was like the one the one thing we did get like um like a fast pass deal for. Because we when we we showed up at about three o'clock and we got in at about three twenty. And while we were waiting to be let in, these two little kids came up to the front of the queue and were asking to the one of the employees there, like, how long? How the the kid took like an hour to ask the question as well, which get me all angry. How how, how long to get, <laughs> how long to get in uh, from from the very back of the queue? Three hours. And Paul was like about half as long as it takes you to get this question out, you little cunt. Get to the back of the line. <laughs> oh, this is the cinema queue all over again. <laughs> I was, I was going to reference the water pistol, to be honest, just raising uh, a child. I know, oh, the yeah, cinema queue was the worst. Ordering the fucking coffee. Come on, what are you doing? Ordering ah, coffee in the cinema. That is. Kill that is yourself. Despicable. That is. <laughs> God. Anyway, we got in. Catacombs real nice. Then all the, you know, real bones of people and stuff. That was a bit eerie, but that was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, right. We took a. a Boat trip down the Seine. That was real nice. We did Notre Dame. Uh, Jardin de Luxembourg, where I took a photo, looking all uh, as bad as I could look. Aping a photo yeah. from a decade ago. Many, um, many years ago. Uh, I think the only thing we didn't do was like the Louvre, because we just didn't have time to do it. Um, and then Disneyland for two days. That was real nice. Um... So, my favorite part of the whole trip, right, is we were in in Disney in the queue for one of the rides, which is called Autopia. It's one where you drive around a little car. It was fun. We're in the queue, and there were these, like, German teenagers behind us. They're probably, like, 13, 14, 15. And um, they they were right behind us to the point where they would be, like, pressing against us in the queue. Because uh, they were playing like uh, uh, some driving game on one, one of them was playing a driving game on their phone, and they would be like leaning in to to look at the guy playing it, and and he would he would be resting it, resting his phone on my bag and kind of pushing into me and pushing into Natty, and we were just kind of like fucking these jumpers, and give, giving them dirty looks and stuff, right? But they kept doing it; they wouldn't stop doing it. Um, and then as you're getting onto the ride, uh, the queue kind of splits in two parts. Um, there's like you're you're basically on a walkway, and then there's one little ramp down to one side to get on the cars, and then there's a a, a walkway which takes you across the track and then to another ramp. So I say to Natty, you know, wh- whatever way they go, we go the other way to get away from them because they're so annoying. So initially, I started to start walk across the walkway, then notice that they were going that way, then we kind of turn back to go down the first ramp and. Because it was raining and the rain was kind of coming in, it was a little bit slippy. And so the the most annoying uh, chubby one of the Germans 
as he's going across the walkway, uh, slips and lands with a crack right on his elbow. Oh, oh it was it was so good. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, I knew oh. that was where it was going. I knew it. Yeah, it was. I, oh. If I could go back to Disney, I, w- I wouldn't want to go on any ride. I would just want to see that again. I would queue for an hour to see it again. Oh, I, I still think about it. I, I, oh, it was brilliant because he landed right on his elbow, and the, it was one of those like, like really loud oh. slams. Oh, it was. Oh, I, I took such pleasure from it. It was. I nearly came looking at it. It was brilliant. Oh God, Paul. And it was karma. So good. I was happy. Happy you fell. Fell. Fell on the wet ground as well, which makes it even better. Oh. Oh, Victor Mildrew over here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was brilliant. There was also a good bit where um, Natty was obviously wanted to get photos with a lot of the characters. And she bought a little oh, yeah. autographed book and then a little pen, which was like <laughs> two inches tall, right? Do you have to buy their t shirt before you can take the picture? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Donald Duck's got his gimmick gimmick tables. So. I, I was trying to haggle. I was trying to haggle down Donald Duck for the the price of the photo. And then Natty was like, um, "I uh, I actually preferred your heel work a couple of years ago. I've been, you know, I've been following it for years." Anyway, here, anyway, here's thirty quid. <laughs> um, so she had a little pen that she bought because it was the cheapest one to buy. Like the pens were twenty euro for a pen or something. So she got. I I have done that at OTT. I have bought uh, wristbands because they're a fiver to get a mark pick with whoever it was in question. There you go. Uh, I'm not always I'm not always working out. To, uh, you know, um, uh, twenty five quid for a black t shirt with a parody logo on it. You know. So she went to get the photo with Jafar, and Jafar was looking at the pen. Like, why is this little pen? And I, I took a few photos. I put up, put them up on my Twitter. The little story, very very funny. Um, he wouldn't sign with the little pen. Someone had to bring in a big pen. Um, oh. Well, how big? How, I mean, I saw those photos, but like, how big was? Were his fucking pens that he couldn't do that? They weren't that big. I mean, Minnie Mouse was able to successfully use the little pen for the autograph. I don't know. But she is small. Jafar was just working the yeah. heel. The heel. Uh, not using your little pen, brother. Gimmick. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was real good. I mean, we did all the all the the good rides. Unfortunately, like we went in, the first thing I wanted to do was um, haunted mansion because I think that's one of my favorite rides that they have. Uh, closed for refurbishment. Oh no! So there's no haunted mansion. Um, what was the other one that was closed? The tower. Whatever that's called. The one that goes whoo, down to the ground. Whatever that one. The Hollywood oh, Tower. Wow. Yeah, that was closed as well. Um, didn't go any roller coasters because I'm a, a fraidy cat. We did all the rest of the parts of the Caribbean, Pier Pan, all that. Um, I was going to kind of build myself up to go on Big Thunder Mountain. Because I, I, I kind of got into a another conversation with myself the night before where I was saying... Like, why am I really afraid of roller coasters? It'd be grand. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, but then, then I was on, I got on the Dumbo ride, <laughs> which goes about ten feet off the floor, 
And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And there's no way I would have done a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, we had a great little time. Um, the food in Disneyland is not particularly good, unfortunately, and is very expensive. Um, yeah. I picked up a few films while I was in France as well. A couple of little souvenirs. I got... Um, let me grab here, because I have them in the little <coughs> shelf next to me here. I got... I got Beauty and the Beast on Blu-ray, because I don't... Ma- or not Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I was going to ask the new one or the old one, but... Then La Belle au Bois Dormant. Because um, I think I've seen that once when I was a kid. I don't remember anything about it. I got Good Time on Blu-ray. Because that was a movie oh, very nice that I really enjoyed. Only 15 euro. So that was pretty good. Uh, I got Coco on Blu-ray. Cause I that's, haven't seen that. That's a movie that I really enjoyed. I'm going to watch that again. Coco, yeah. you're right. I'll try it's not great. to cry this time. And I was very happy to pick up uh, a film here. Uh, I I initially got was going to buy this for my brother. Because it was his birthday while we were, uh, we were away. But it was only after I bought it that I realized that it has... Uh, no English subtitles. It's a French movie which has only French subtitles. Um, it's called Polytechnique, and it's one of the early Denis Villeneuve movies. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you can get it in English because it's a French language movie, but I can watch it, of course, with French subtitles. So pick that up. I figured while you're in France, that's the place to get a French-speaking movie. So I got that on DVD. Um, so that was the France trip. It was really nice. That's good. Sounds good. Uh, missed the first game of the Premier League, obviously, because we're in the airport during that. United got the win anyway, so that was good. Watched, watched a few of the other Premier League games over the weekend. Happy to have that back. Man City and Liverpool yeah. still look yeah. very good. I'm considering maybe putting yeah. a little little cheeky fiver on Liverpool to win the league. Because I, I think they got a very good team this year. Um. Mm. Don't you think United are going to win? Funny enough. <laughs> um, yeah, strangely. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be City and Liverpool this year will be the top two. Uh, probably then Chelsea, then probably ourselves, Spurs and Arsenal fighting out. Uh, I don't know about Chelsea. Uh, I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea have a good little squad. I think. Hmm, but I don't know. Hazard's not going to be motivated. I don't think. Well, fingers crossed. So, so. And don't count out yeah. little wolves, baby. Oh, I won't. I had little Ruben Neves in my uh, my fancy team. <whistles> Lots of points for me and Richarlison. Woohoo! Bing bong, bing bong. Um. Anyway, uh, what are you lads been up to then? Um. Uh, what about you, Joe? What have you been up to? I had today off and last Monday off because I fancied a couple of short weeks. I've been working hard, lads. Haven't had a haven't, had, yeah. haven't been away this year. Haven't had a proper holiday because um, I'm waiting for the the little lady to arrive so we can go on holiday together. You know, it's selfish of her, but you know what I mean. Got to do what you what you can. Um, so I decided to have just a couple of days off, so that was good. I also went bowling on Ooh. Saturday I haven't been bowling in probably god honest 10 years or something that um, but it was fun it's fun bowling 
Um, especially got a lot of people. There were 12 of us, so we had two lanes. and uh, So that means it lasts, it lasts quite a while. Nothing worse than going bowling, and it's all over in like 10 minutes because you just go really quickly. So that was good. It's nice. Had a few drinks. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Um, I, got, I wasn't very good. I got a couple of strikes. Um, that's did it. more than I've got the last few times I've gone bowling. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually like, really good. <laughs> I got the second highest score out of everyone, but I was still thought I could have done better. Only got the two hundred seventy four um, points. That was it, you know. So I think I might. I need to practice some bowling before right. I go next time. Note to self: Don't bowl with Joe. Yeah, get my technique down and everything. For fear of being um, humiliated. Go on. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that was good. That was good. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Other than that, enjoying this the slightly cooler weather. Um, that's quite hot today. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Yeah, very good, good. That's good. Uh, um, I suppose that's life guff there for the boys. We can jump into our various other guffs there. Um, I haven't really watched any telly this week. In fact, no, I haven't watched any telly. I've already, I watched, uh, I thought Who is America was great again this week. Um, uh, another another Nathan Fielder directed episode. He's I think he has directed the two best episodes so far. Two and four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three was three was great as well, but, but uh, two and four were ge- just genuinely hysterical. I mean, just really, really fantastic. And, and also, again, it's like every week it's like pushing the boundaries of believability. Like, I'm not believing what I'm watching, but I know that mm-hmm. the people involved would not be, like, self-aware enough to do this for a laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think, I, I, I don't think, you know, Joe Arpaio is going on the telly to say he'd give the president a blowjob for a giggle. Um, no. I think he's just genuinely been duped. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. They, they film a lot of them and then pick out, like, the, the three that are the absolute craziest, like... Absolutely, 90%, yeah, yeah. 90% of them are probably completely boring and they get that it's a, a wind-up. You know. Yeah, it's funny. I need to catch up on the latest one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's really it. No, no other telly for me. What about you boys who's watching TV lately? Uh, I've watched some TV. I watched, I've been watching this new show, uh, Succession, uh, from HBO. Um, it's about this very rich family. Uh, the father is a kind of Rupert Murdoch-esque media mogul who right. owns massive media companies, a billionaire. Um, and he's he's kind of he's like in his eighties, and he's got all these kids who work at the company and who are kind of jostling to take over when he retires, but he doesn't want to retire because he thinks he can go on forever. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Arrested Development, um, but without any of the jokes and more pretentious and with no uh, Michael or George Michael to redeem it, um, which makes it sound quite bad, but actually it's, it's quite watchable. And after a few episodes, it, it starts to revel in the, the silliness as well. I think early on, it's just a bunch of rich people doing rich people stuff, and none of them are likable. None of them are funny. Um, but as it gets a bit more kind of surreal as it goes on, it, it gets a bit more compelling. Um, so I, I'd maybe recommend it. You need to give it give it a few episodes uh, to get into it. Um, yeah, so that's quite good. 
Um, talking of TV shows that I hate watching but still do anyway, uh, Better Call Saul is back. When they um, ain't raw. Oh, okay. oh no, yeah. I don't watch that. Just hate it. Oh, you don't watch that anymore. That's and, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Better Call Saul's back. Um, thankfully, they've killed off the annoying brother this season at last. Oh, I mean, spoilers. <laughs> I'll be honest. It, it, you know, if you've watched that far, you're probably glad to hear that news. Yeah, that, that's weird because it's a spoiler, uh, which encourages me to watch because he was annoying. Yeah. That was interminable, that storyline. Three years of that dross. Um, they're now getting quite close to the sort of Breaking Bad timeline, I think. So a lot of this episode was about Mike um, getting involved with the whole uh, meth creation thing. Um, yeah, so I, was, I didn't mind the episode, actually. It was quite good. But they're releasing one episode a week, so it's a bit more kind of manageable. So that's, that's fun. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I've watched this week. Two quite Fair good enough. shows. Uh, you haven't watched Edmund? No, I was away for the whole week. I, as I mentioned, the only thing oh, yeah, I, sure I watched was the footy, and I, I did squeeze NXT in. Because you can't keep me away from the NXT. But, uh, did, um, that was it. You didn't bring your Switch on your travels, did you? No, I brought my 3DS instead. Did you play anything on it? Bit of Pokemon. That was it. Bit of Pokemon. Okay. Bit of Pokemon. Uh,. I uh, I dusted off. Well, not dusted off because I was playing Hollow Knight recently. But I I got the switch. The switch was in action again this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Dead Cells on the switch. Ooh. Um, did you actually was, uh, play it, or did you one just of the hot- steal somebody else's idea? What did you make of that whole IGN? Oh, I was wondering what you were. I was like, is there a joke about me stealing things that I don't remember on this show? Um, the yeah, the IGN thing. I mean. So I didn't want to kick the fella while he was down, the fella who had his, his review pilfered. Because I do I do think he genuinely had his review pilfered, and that's not fair, and he didn't, and, you know, um, I felt bad for him. But I read those excerpts back-to-back. Kotaku had, a like, a side-by-side thing, yeah. and I, I was reading it. I'm like, right, this is this is blatant, and this, this guy in IGN should be sacked. But I did think that they both came off as very poorly written, very cliche-written. Um, this is a sad commentary on... The, the trotted out phrases we get in every video game review um, ever. It was like, it was like these are n- n- neither, these feel like a machine, like one of those jokes about feeding an AI a hundred thousand versions of something and then it spits out, you know, this. It, it, so, so that, that was honestly. <laughs> Wait till you hear my movie there. reviews. The cinematography oh, no. was great. It sounded good, but I didn't like the last 10 minutes. In like less than minutes. Um, <laughs> Insert movie what? name here. But I, I, and I, I saw some people were like, mm, well, this isn't the time to have that conversation. I was like, mm, well, actually, it kind of is because we're, ta- we're talking about the similarities between, between two pieces of work. And I think, I think it, it speaks more broadly about the, the state of the industry. But I, I, I mean, it also turns out that that guy who, who has then since lost his job from IGN, it turns out like he seems like a bit of a dick. And he's <laughs> yeah. really playing the victim card and trying to act like he's been wrong. He's really he, I mean, it really seems like. He's, uh, and you know, sometimes you can court controversy and get an audience out of it. I don't think anyone's, I don't, I don't think he's going to get an audience out of it. I think, I think pretty much everyone on, a, I, you know, whatever else people might disagree on, this seems pretty cut and dry that this guy is just a bit of an arse. Uh, but to turn this all the way back, and this was actually specifically about the Switch version of Dead Cells as well, which is what they were reviewing. Played Dead Cells on the Switch. Dead Cells was one of the hot uh, early access games last year on Steam. Very, very, very successful. 
uh, on the Early Access platform. It came out of Early Access this year, and it simultaneously was released on consoles and the Switch. I love a good simultaneous release on the Switch. Because mm. uh, I, 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 you know, I wanted it uh, on the go, but I didn't want to wait. You know, I, I hate when you know people are playing it on PS4 and I'm holding out for the Switch version. Same day, which is a plus. Uh, and it's great. It's a kind of a dungeon-crawling, uh, roguelike uh, uh, game with a gorgeous kind of kind of pixelarity but like 3d uh uh pixelarity effect it's not like a sort of a, a, a 2d uh you know i'm a big 16 bit style it's not like that yeah. at all it's pixelarity with very very modern pixelarity and there's there's certain instances where there's a you kind of it doesn't do it a lot it's very kind of minute in the details but there's a certain 3d aspect to it that you really only see when it's in motion that just looks gorgeous um and it's great it scratches the the roguelike itch very much uh, depending on how far you get a, a run, quote unquote, is any, anywhere between five minutes and like twenty. Uh, you know, every time you every time you advance, you sort of unlock some more stuff permanently. But you you go back to the beginning of the world every time you start. Uh, every time you die and restart, the world also shifts around. So you're not you're not literally navigating through the exact same halls every time. And uh, there's different secrets and and, and uh, little trinkets to be discovered as you go. Really, really great. Uh, really enjoying it. I know everyone's raving about it at the moment. Um, the only uh, uh, sort of minor criticism is the Switch version does get a little choppy in busier uh, sections of the game. You're facing multiple en- enemies, or, or there's a lot of uh, visual effects, some of the more visually uh, striking uh, levels when, when action gets hectic. Uh, frame rate takes a bit of a dip. It isn't game-breaking, but it's certainly noticeable. Uh, so if anyone's any kind of stickler for that kind of thing, I would say get it on consoles. But I will say that it is an excellent, excellent, excellent Switch game. Uh, I'm playing it primarily on the bus and on my lunch breaks at work, and it's brilliant because I can have I can have an entire run, you know, start to <laughs> immediate death um, in the in the 15 minutes I'm on the bus to work, and it's it's great. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's all I'm playing, but I am very much addicted to it. It's very much become my uh, my podcast game, my my sort of you know, got a let's play in the background or whatever I'm watching on YouTube and, and, and uh, chip away at, at dead cells. So yeah. Huge, huge thumbs up for that at the moment. Um, I, I did play a little bit yeah. of uh, Last of Us. Um, oh yes. As well. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot you were playing Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was away for most of the week, but I did play about an hour of it. Um, I got up to where you meet Henry and okay the little boy, and yeah. I've done a little bit with them. Where you go out on your little nighttime excursion with them to. Yeah. Where am I now? Yeah, I'm. I'm just after that part. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good game. I, I, I am liking it. I don't know what it is about it, and I was thinking, I was thinking about this in the week as well about why, why certain games compel me to like play for longer sessions, and and other games, I, I just don't have that compulsion. I, I, I can't really put my finger on what it is. I think with um. One aspect of it, if if you compare Last of Us to something like Assassin's Creed Origins, for example, mm-hmm. obviously the pace of Assassin's Creed Origins is, is much faster. But even on a level where, you know, in Assassin's Creed Origins, you go into a house and there's loot in almost every corner you can pick up that will serve some kind of purpose. Like it'll be it'll be gold or it'll be a crafting material or something. Uh, whereas with Last of Us, I, just, I feel like a lot of the... Um, a lot of the environments are just kind of empty. Like every now and then, you'll yeah. find a little glowing toilet roll. 
or something. They shouldn't like pick up a news, but it's like very, very rare. And I know that that plays into the the survival aspect of the game. If there were just copious, you know, um, materials everywhere, the game would be too easy. But I kind of feel like as a result, the the environments just aren't aren't so interesting because there's there's not any reason to to explore them so much. Um, I don't know, yeah, I, I'm really liking it, but I find that I can really only play it for about an hour at a time before my mind kind of wanders off and I kind of want to do something else. Um, I guess I'm just more naturally inclined to games like Assassin's Creed or yeah. um, Watch Dogs. I, it was a game that I just played for hours and hours and hours as well. Maybe it's also an, an open yeah. world thing, whereas Last of Us is obviously a lot more linear. Maybe that's something that because i'm kind of tr- yeah. on the on the the track so to speak i i find it easier yeah, to, i mean it's, it's definitely there's definitely a lot of empty space and it's also a game that's like kind of, you know kind of difficult it emphasizes uh stealth and so it's like well do i want to venture over there is it really worth it if i get killed immediately you know yeah um i've definitely had yeah, that happen too. i've definitely asked myself that question where it was like there was one one area of the game where um you, I think, when you meet Bill for the first time, there's a, there's, yeah. there's a car in in a garage, and you push it out, and you're pushing it down the road, and you're getting attacked by waves of enemies. I accidentally activated the the animation to push out the car, but I hadn't yet explored the house where there is there is oh, loot. Oh yeah, and and every time I would try to go get the loot, the people pushing the car would get attacked, and I'd have to kind of <laughs> run back and forth, run back and forth. And actually, I had to redo the section a few times because sometimes I just wouldn't make it back in time, and someone would get killed, and I'd redo it. Um. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's a great game, undoubtedly, and I did fix that problem with the audio. It was just the settings of the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Um. So the cutscenes all play now correctly, and that that's great. That's good. That's an important bit. You need that. But I do need to have uh it finished by September seventh because that's when Spider Man comes out, and that's definitely a game that I, I want to play. You are you are really really right on the fifty percent mark at this point. Yeah, but at at the slow rate that I play these games, I don't know. I realize I am sounding like the person who says, "Wait until you get to season eight of Breaking Bad. That's when it gets awesome." But um, I think uh, once you kind of, I don't want to say immediately, like I would say in the next half hour, but once you kind of um, get to the conclusion of kind of the chapter you're in, I, I, I. it gets more kind of compelling. Like the first fifty percent of the game is still you trying to like get on the road to go to where you're going, and then the second half of the game, after the summer chapter ends, I won't say when that is, but obviously the first yeah. game, the, the entire first half of the game is a summer chapter. Um, after that ends, then all, like some actual real story movement starts to happen, and it's 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 pretty tough to put down. Um, mm. Beyond that, but I, you know, I, you'll, you'll, I think you'll definitely finish it. It was funny because I, I feel like the part of the game I'm playing. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of Journey in a way, because mm. it, it's all about getting to the bridge, right? And you have all these little, yeah. like you come out of an area, you go, "There's the bridge over there." It reminded me of like every chapter of Journey, you can kind of see how far <laughs> away you are from the mountain. It had that kind yeah. of little, like Journey esque feel to it. Um, obviously, a lot more violent. Uh, and... The other, the other thing that's uh, out soon preview previews started rolling out or rather uh, sort of reviews in progress people got their their codes is a uh, fire pro on ps4 yeah um, 
which uh, I've never I've never touched a Fire Pro game. Um, uh, so I don't. I'm just kind of excited to play a wrestling game. To be honest, that's not a 2K game. Um, yeah, because so, I was really excited uh, to get wrestling uh, WWE 2K18 because it was a get you know because I I had just had that itch for a wrestling game. And um, yeah, I, I kind of talked about my pod on on the podcast about my my disappointment with it. How I mean, I don't think a wrestling game is that hard to do, really. I mean, <laughs> you, you, the 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 cornerstone of of the games was always kind of you know number one have a fun a fun multiplayer with I think simple systems rather than overly complicated ones, which is weird because they seem to lean into overly complicated systems lately especially with going very complicated yeah, yeah um like w- when i played no mercy at no point did i think you know mashing the button is not a good way to get out of submission and then if if you if you get your leg continuously worked on and you put get put in the submission again you're you're increasingly likely to submit i think that's a perfectly fine way to do it i don't i think the idea of the mini game is is stupid but also you have to have a good you know, little career mode, like, you know, people think about the classic Smackdowns and the classic, you know, again, No Mercy and Day of Reckoning. But the, the, the again, they overcomplicate it with, like, you're walking around the backstage area of it. No, just make, do little promo things and stories. That's what people want. So, yeah, um, that was definitely a, um, a poor purchase, an aberration in my purchasing decisions but uh and i will not be buying 2k19 um yeah so hopefully fire pro gets you know far more positively reviewed i don't think it's gonna have like a wacky story or anything but fire pro was kind of never really about that fire pro wrestling fully enough always seemed to be more about kind of the customizable element of it in the same way that kind of pez is to fifa pez has always been less about the the um the you know the uh, quantity of options, but rather about the quantity of the the customizable elements of it. Um, like that's what I know Fire Pro from. I've never played it, but you know people who would mod WWE or TNA wrestlers into the game. Um, yeah, and then of course it being known for having a, like a robust gameplay style. Um, yeah, I might pick it up depending. Yeah, on I'm, the I'm, price, I'm, obviously. Depending on how on the reception, I think it's pretty expensive. First of all, also for like a you know a sprite based thing. Although like so, the PS4 version has like uh, some official wrestlers, has New Japan wrestlers, and it has like a story mode, well, uh, which go. is kind of interesting. But but really, the main the main thing, like you said, is I'm, I'm gonna want to download every wrestler under the sun, um, and just play exhibition. But uh, yeah, so it's out in two weeks. But obviously, uh, like various reviewers and streamers got codes, and it seems like there's just like no embargo, and 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 this the. The mood is very much please stream this game and have fun with this game and, and spread word of mouth. I saw Greg Miller and the kind of funny crew were like getting way into it. Uh, and I know he's like kind of like a casual wrestling fan at best. That's a pretty good sign, I would say. Mm. Um, like making themselves and making like a kind of funny ring and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll check that out, I'm sure. I'll, I'll definitely be getting that and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on here. Uh, but I think that's going to be game guff for the week. Uh, we got no emails here, but we do have some movie guff to discuss. Yeah, people don't email us anymore. We don't get any emails no. these days. That's and we, always right. read them. we always read them. We don't want your emails. How about that? Mm. Ah, reverse psychology. Mm. Mm. Um, so despite being on holidays, I did catch a few 
not full movies, but bits of movies, um, which luckily I'd already seen anyway. Um, Zoolander was on TV on uh, Saturday evening on one channel or another. I don't remember which channel it was on. Uh, but we watched like the last mm, 45 minutes to an hour of it. I just, I really, really love that movie. I just think the the writing of it is so clever. There's just some really, really great little one-liners in there. And I'm not talking about necessarily the most quotable ones, but actually the ones that kind of, you know, the, the, the lines between the lines, I think is really where that film is very strong. Um, um and there's one one aspect of Zoolander I I really don't like is the performance of um what's the, what's his actual name Ben Stiller's dad um Mr Stiller <laughs> Mr Stiller's my dad's name Jerry Stiller who plays the okay. like the the agent or whatever the Maury whatever it is Maury Ballstein I really don't like him and I think he's like who, ironically for this movie, I think he's kind of he lays it on too thick. Um, but other than that, I I really really enjoy it. It's funny because my parents, as it was on, because we, we were visiting them on the weekend after our holiday, both of them independently of each other said that how much they don't like Owen Wilson. What? Because yeah. funny because well, I, well, I I would figure of the two. Ben Stiller would be the least, the less likable one. Uh, I don't know. Everyone else is kind of annoying. Wow. Ben, ben Stiller's kind of been. Well, ben Stiller's been in more good stuff, I would say. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Owen Wilson's in all the Wes Anderson films, which are all very good. But is he prominent in them? Yeah, one or two. Yeah. And they like. Would you, would, you, would, you, would you call them like Owen, Owen Wilson films, though? Well, no, because they're all like ensemble movies, apart from like you know maybe Bottle Rock. Yeah, you could say it would be like a Ben Stiller, baby, leading man. <laughs> ben Stiller was in Along Came Polly and Tropic Thunder. Uh, yep. Um, <laughs> and that's oh, one episode of Extras. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> a really, a really good episode, actually, or rather, a good performance by him. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so Z- Zoolander, very, very, very funny. Um, one of the 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 Will Ferrell performances as well, where I think he comes off uh, more funny than annoying. I, I, I kind of think Will Ferrell is, is annoying in a lot of films. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Even even films I like, like Anchorman. I, certain parts of it, I think, you know, he is kind of a bit annoying. Where, yeah, oh, where, shut the fuck up, Will Ferrell. Where, whereas I really, really like him in Zoolander. I think it... it like for once, it actually oh yeah actually suits the character really well. Um, yeah, 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 and and again, some of the funnier bits are not the kind of quotable lines. Like there's the um, you know the the Derek Zoolander school for kids who who can't read good, and you know they have the little mm. model and 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 he he tips it over and and what is this a school for ants? Like the funniest part of that is when kind of. Will Ferrell drops character for a minute and goes, this is just a, a model <laughs> or whatever. And then um, Ben Stiller 
it says this needs to be three times this size. Again, that's kind of the funny line, but the act the, the funny part is the look that Will Ferrell gives to his little manservant. He goes, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the little looks and the little the little lines, the little quirks is really actually, in my opinion, what makes that movie. Yeah. And then and um, David Duchovny is the kind of conspiracy guy as David well. David is great in it. Nice touch, yeah. You googly. Uh, what's this guy doing models? Uh, I I literally just explained it to you. The <laughs> um, <laughs> comedy's great because because he's kind of the one character in the movie. Maybe you could say Christine Taylor as well, but he's kind of the one character in the movie who's like completely deadpan even though he's not level-headed because he is himself kind of a hand model he's the one character who's not kind of crazy like everybody else is yeah. um, but you know what else is funny about this I, I i remembered which channel it was i was watching on comedy central uh notable because it was heavily edited what? um bits just cut out of the movie um there's uh what was the first bit i noticed that was cut out um <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I love you. Let's remarry. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a scene uh, that where... Reminds me, that, reminds me, that reminds me of some good content I should post on Simpsons X Wrestling, where it's just, uh, didn't there used to be a Benoit in this match? <laughs> Frankly, my dear, WWE. <laughs> Go on. Uh... There's a scene where he's getting a massage by, you know, Andy Dick, uh, his character, and there's a scene where you know he gets like a, an erection, and, and she's trying to hit the hit it with a little swatter. That's completely cut out. And then there's like, um, oh good, it's file. Then there's like a a a, a three an implied threesome scene with Zoolander, Hansel, and Christine Taylor's character again, completely cut out, and and like an, it's like an orgy with dwarves and stuff. It's it's completely cut out, which is funny because Zoolander is like, like a twelves movie. It's like, you know the equivalent of PG thirteen, uh, 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 right? Fifteen, is it? I'm fairly sure it's fifteen. Yeah. What? Where were you watching this? On Comedy Central. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Can't have can't have threesomes on television. Well, Zoolander is is rated PG thirteen. As per the American, the American gimmick. Yeah. Um, it is fi- it is fifteens in Ireland, but it is twelves in the UK. Well, uh, the Protestants. They careful always, now, careful now. You know, a weird approach to that kind of thing. Um, I then watched the first half of Hot Fuzz. Uh, well, because I was watching on Netflix. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I just didn't get a chance <laughs> like to do it. Top up the meter! <laughs> the electricity went out. Um, <sighs> Hot Fuzz is is one that I, I, I have been meaning to show Natty for a long time. She's not seen it. Well, so well, obviously I won't good, talk about any stories of it. It's, it's such a good film, though. Yeah, in a, really in a way that don't think people really appreciate i mean as i was watching it yesterday i was thinking like for people like myself who aren't so educated in in the technical aspects of filmmaking like when i watch a movie the things that i often like about it are uh it had good cinematography i.e it was nice looking Oops. movie uh <laughs> it looked good, good story you know you know the the kind of surface level aspects of it 
But when yes, I went lots of CG, yeah, uh, boobs, uh, yeah, you got right, the, the, the boob, booby bonus, the Dave Meltzer <laughs> extra two stars. Tom Tom Cruise running. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and when I read a review, for instance, and it mentions you know editing or you know the the kind of the more technical side of things the editing or the 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 sound design i sometimes i don't really notice those as i'm watching a movie whereas hot fuzz i think is a movie for people like me who don't typically pay attention to that stuff it's a movie that you can watch and think okay here i see what what's meant by like excellent editing like it's a really really great Mm -hmm. edited movie and that's kind of what Edgar Wright is known for is is his editing. You, you've seen that in Baby Driver as well. Baby Driver is a movie that I didn't think was was great, but had great editing to it. And of Hot course, Fuzz, yeah. Hot Fuzz is is just like okay. Up until this point, I've always appreciated Hot Fuzz for being extremely funny and having um, a, a plot that is like right up my alley. O- up to like the 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 reveal at the end you know it's, it's for for all intents and purposes a mystery that has in my mind yeah, yeah. in my mind a very satisfying but at the same time kind of maddening <laughs> reveal um mm. but watching it this time what i really liked about it was was not so much the story but the 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 way it was made um it's just so 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 good um mm. simon Pegg is great in it as well i must say yeah um yeah, so that's one that I, I probably, over the next few weeks, I might rewatch the entire movie, if, if Natty would be happy to sit down with me and watch that some evening. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, kind of, kind I'll happily watch that first hour again. I do not mind. And I think it's... Yeah, it, I really want to watch Zoolander now, after you mentioned all the funny bits. <laughs> it's so good. It's like 10 out of 10 movie. Yeah, I, I, I went to 9 on Zoolander. I, I, Unironic nine, and I I went to ten. Yeah, yeah. But Zoolander, like again, if if you watch rewatch Zoolander, you I think you'll notice this time is the funniest bits are not what maybe you remember from your last watch as being the funniest bits, but there are these like little lines that you almost mm. don't notice if you don't pay attention. Um, but that's what I was laughing at watching it the last time. Is it, it was not the big lines, but the little lines. Although I, yeah. I, will, I will never not laugh at John Voight saying, "You want to be out there with your little underwear, with your wiener sticking outside." Um, I will always laugh at that. Um, <laughs> you're dead to me. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. Um, yeah, Zoolander, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. If you don't like Zoolander. You you must Get not out. you must not like comedy. I don't know. You you might you might enjoy <laughs> you might enjoy Schindler's List or something. That's okay. But Zoolander <laughs> is is <laughs> is an excellently written comedy film, and Hot Fuzz is an excellently made comedy film. So they complement each other perfectly. Oh, perfect move. Mm. And David Bowie is in Zoolander as so, well, which is very, oh, very yeah, very weird. It's great. That's great comedy. Um. I watched a movie. Go on. Just one. Yeah. I watched after, I, can't, I think it came out in 2001. So 17 years later, I finally got around to watching uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, with your boy Clooney, Pitt, Damon, yeah. uh, Um I actually thought it was going to be a lot more kind of fun and zany than it was. It wasn't actually like that wacky. 
Um, and they also spend a lot of time kind of planning the heist before they actually get to it, which I found a bit a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, not a particularly good movie, to be honest. I don't ah, know. I, um, I really like that. I, so. I thought it was all right, but I didn't. I don't think I'm missing much. You know, in waiting all this time, I probably could have gone without seeing it. Um, didn't really encourage me to watch any of the other ones either. So yeah. no, I, I never, right, I, I never bothered to watch any of the other ones. I have seen. No, the first one. I thought it was pretty. Um, I gave it kind of thumbs in the middle. I didn't think it was bad, but it didn't. You know, I like a lot of the cast as well, but it didn't really grab me that much. I thought there could have been more kind of mad twists and turns and things like that, and people, you know, double crossing and that kind of thing. But yeah, it was it was alright. All right. Yeah. Um, that will be the movie got for this week. Let's jump into the quiz everyone is talking about. I am, of course, referencing wrong slash the truth killings. Right. So right. I want to I want to test something out here, right? Because obviously last week, <laughs> last week we mentioned that we we had to we, we're going to investigate ways to to keep the quiz fair because yes especially after last week we just had too many uh the same answers so i, I was i'm thinking yeah it, well we're we're, we're we're dealing with you know uh joe i'll go one higher than you on the prices right towner <laughs> so oh hello hello so there we go, go. so i was thinking what we could try is um I'm not sure how it'll play for the podcast. Not doing the quiz. That's how. No, that's that's what you know. Beta <laughs> testing is for. Um, yeah. I was thinking maybe you guys could DM me your guesses on Twitter or on Skype. Yeah. Sorry, I was opening Skype to because I thought we were going to send you the stuff on Skype there. Yeah. Um, and what did you see? Uh, just. <laughs> well, this is Muhammad Hassan, was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. We can. I'll DM you can't really, you can't really see it in the picture, but his tongue is sticking out like Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yes, I know the reference. I know the reference. Anyway, so if you, uh, wherever you want to send me on Twitter or on Skype, send me your guesses. On Twitter. Twitter. Um, and okay. then we go through them at the end. That way, it's properly fair, right? That... All right, all right. All right. So, the topic for this week, for those who don't know, Wrong the Truth Killings, I give these lads a list of five things, and they have to tell me, are they made up? wrong or are they real the truth killings um the topic this week is again former gimmicks of hall of famers so hopefully you've been brushing up on your hall of famers um so i'm gonna give these guys five names uh which are purportedly uh, former gimmicks of people who are in the WWE Hall of Fame from 2004 until 2018 class. 
And they tell me, are they real? Did they really happen or were they made up? So, first one on the list here. Starship Coyote. Is that real? Or is it made up, brother? Starship Coyote. Get your answers in now. Submit, submit it. It's like the chase. Bang. Okay. Number two, the guardian angel. Is that the truth, or is it wrong? Okay. Get your answers in. Now. Number three. Now you're going to give me a second here to read because this is written down for me, not phonetically. Kuroi okay. Juju Sushi. Okay. Yes. Yes. Again. Kuroi Jujutsushi. Kuroi Jujutsu Sushi. <laughs> Jujutsushi. Jujutsushi. You've just okay. picked some incredibly racist Japanese, <laughs> random Japanese words. And... No. 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 Mm-hmm. Could be one or the other. Um. <laughs> Number three, Sterling Golden. Is that the truth? Or is it wrong? And number five, not to be confused of the motorbike of the same name, Harley Davidson. Is that wrong or is that the truth? I feel like I don't know any of these, and I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> Harley Davidson. I might, I, I might have gotten these all wrong, but uh, okay. We'll, we'll see. So, well, now they can't copy me anymore. Weirdly, <laughs> oh, Barry's oh, going to oh, get oh, oh, wrong. Well, I was already losing anyway, so. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. So, this was wrong. The truth killings number one, Starship. Coyote Joe said that that yeah. was the truth. Barry said that was wrong. Well, we guess who it is. It was the truth. So you're correct, <sighs> Joe. Do you want to guess who it was? Go on. Is it Scott Hall? It was Scott Hall. Very good. Yeah. Wow. So that's one. Well for... I, I didn't I purposely didn't choose the diamond stud. I thought that would have been too easy. <laughs> Oh yeah, every, every was that one. Yeah, but yeah, Starship yeah. Coyote was was Scott Hall, so very good. Number two, the Guardian Angel. Joe said that that was the truth. Barry also had the truth on that one. Both correct. Mm. Any guess who that was? Big Boss Man. Big Bo- Joe knows these. Big Boss Man. Correct. Wow. Joe was. Joe was- He's, he's obviously been doing his homework here. That um, was in WCW. Yeah. Uh, number three. Kuroi Jujutsushi. <laughs> Joanne said that was the wrong. Whereas Barry. <laughs> I believe I said it was racist. <laughs> Barry said that that was the truth. Yeah. That one. Also true. That was a former <laughs> gimmick of. Any idea? Mr. Fuji. Uh, 
no idea. No, uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Weirdly enough. Ooh. Oh, wow. Where was that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, number four, Sterling Golden. Joe said that that was the truth. Barry said that that was wrong. I, I love, by the way, Barry, that you, you actually wrote the truth every time. Um, yeah, of where, whereas Joe wrote the wrong. <laughs> I say that was wrong. Uh, so Sterling Golden, Joe said the truth. Barry said that that was wrong. That was, again, a real one. Uh, Joe, <sighs> Sterling Golden. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Ding, ding, ding. Very oh, good. I should have known that one. Yeah. Sterling oh, Golden. brother was Hulk Hogan and last but not least was Harley Davidson Barry said that that was the truth and Joe said that that one was the wrong this one was again a real one they were all real this week ah you you bitch you Uh, son of a bitch any idea who Harley Davidson might have been Harley Race no was Hillbilly Jim. Mm. So, we're going to go to Sudden Death. Oh, wow. Because I figured it'll be another effing draw. Okay, so I've made some more. And you guys can tell me whether they are the true or the wrong. Okay. El Caliente. Is that El Caliente. Is that the truth? Or the rock, as we will now <laughs> call it. Mm. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm waiting for the answers to come in. The tension is palpable here. <laughs> uh, Barry says that that is the truth. Joe also says. That that is the truth. Both correct. Ah. Any idea who that was? Uh, no. El Caliente, no, no uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, mm. of course. Eddie Guerrero. El Caliente Latino. <laughs> yep. Uh, next one. <laughs> Black Spider Man. <laughs> Is that the truth or the wrong? Oh, God. Black Spider Man. Barry says that that is wrong. Joe also says that that is wrong. Both correct. Jesus! Both correct. Ah! There was no black Spider-Man. There was, however, a black Superman. Oh. Which was uh, played by Tony Atlas. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Next one. Captain USA. The wrong or the truth? <coughs> Captain USA. Uh, 
So oh, God. we have a winner. Okay. Barry says that Captain USA is wrong. Joe says that Captain USA is the truth. The truth. Killings. Killings. You didn't write killings. But... <laughs> Captain USA is the truth. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any idea who that was, Joe? No idea. No, Big John Stud. Okay. Uh, God, I came all that way. I came all that way. We have finally a winner. Um, I'll go through a few more. I, I, because I, in anticipation for this, I just got a big long list of names and threw a few made made up ones in there. But um, just out of interest, I wonder if any of you can get any of the names that I, I ended up not going with. Okay, to see who who played. It's bonus quiz time. Who played this gimmick? Okay. Um. The big Gino. Oh, that's got to be Gorilla Monsoon. No, Randy Savage. Oh, uh, big Gino. The big Gino. Uh, J.R. Smooth. The, the big Gino. J.R. Smooth. Oh yeah, that's shit. Who's that? That's that's true. J.R. Smooth. Um, well, they're all they're all true. These ones. J.R. Uh, Smooth. Slick. No, J.R. Smooth. Rikishi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Master Blaster Steel. Oh, that's um. Uh, uh, Sid? No, Sid. Close. Sting. No. Warrior. Uh, War- no, Close again. Yeah. No, Kevin Nash. Was Master Kevin Blaster Nash. Steel? Oh, what's the- that was his Chikara name. Blade Runner Rock. Uh, yeah, Sting or Warrior. Sting. No, that, that's Warrior. Sting. That's why. Oh, yeah, one of them. Yeah, they were like uh, yeah. the convict. Uh, yeah, nails, nails. <laughs> Jim That's Duggan. Cool. Jim Duggan was the convict. Oh, Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah. Jim Duggan was nails before nails. Crusher von Haig. Uh, Triple H. <laughs> That's Road Warrior Hawk. Road Warrior, yeah. Uh, Boris Brezhnikov. Uh. Uh, Rusev. <laughs> nah, the recently uh, passed Nik- Nikolai Volkov, yeah. yeah. And then finally, the Magnificent M. Hall of Fame. Ric Flair. No, the Magnificent was Don Morocco. Oh. Of course. So there you go. There's wrong the truth killings for this week. Um, we'll have a different topic for next week. Uh, oh, when I have a different winner as well. when I have time to come put it yeah Barry had a hard streak here um, taking some L's taking yeah. some L's uh, so we'll have another um, another topic next week we'll do another one uh, so uh, speaking of another topic next week we'll maybe we'll put this topic to bed eventually where's my fan appreciation night line of Joe Cabray where is it <laughs> Where is it? It was supposed to be announced last weekend, right? So we're a full week and oh, two days late now. No, actually, yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. And then last week he was saying it by, by the end of this week, and then this morning he called. He said the show is called OTT versus the World, and said more details coming very soon. Where's my announcement? All right, listen. I'm gonna say it now. I, I they'll probably just save it and do a video package on Saturday. Probably. Doesn't that just make more sense? You're this close to the show. Just do the thing where you get the pop in the building of everyone going, oh my God, it's uh, Tommy Dreamer again. <laughs> you know, uh, 
Um, and I've been looking around for hints, and I, I think my guess as to what might be holding them up is uh, uh, the, 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 this is a Sunday show, and the Friday and Saturday uh, is one of the big weekends for Fight Club Pro in the UK. Right. Um, who they who OCT frequently partner up on to do you know weekends where dudes will work Fight Club and then work OTT. Uh, it seems Fight Club are having venue issues. They just tweeted a couple of days ago. Bear with us. We're trying to confirm our, our Saturday venue announcements coming soon. So I think it might be a case of where, maybe where they've partnered up with them and they just they just can't spoil the announcement before Fight Club can before Fight Club can do it or something to that effect. That's my guess. Hmm. Um, but I'm getting very I'm getting very grumpy. Um, yeah. So maybe next week on the show we'll have an old uh, we'll have an old report um, on that. Uh, we see here. So we talked about uh, Jim Neidhart, R.I.P. and all that. I, I don't think there's any details on on his passing. Yeah, there was still there was no no cause of death that I saw. No, yeah, it was it was just uh, it was like literally breaking as we were like getting ready to record this. So, mm. um, yeah. So R.I.P. Jim. He's pretty young. He was sixty three, was it? Yeah, yeah, but sure. He looked about uh, fifty yeah. during his heyday. Yeah, he, yeah, he was one of those, you know, old school wrestlers who, uh, you know, looked like he'd lived a life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see, you know, uh, uh, that family, you know, obviously lots of tragedy and and, and lots of uh, loss, and they seem very tight knit, and uh, and Natalia especially seemed uh, super close with her with her father, so that's pretty sad. Um, so yeah, thoughts out to the Hart clan, of course. And yeah, uh, Bret Hart, the last surviving member of like that that stable, you know, the Hart Foundation. Um, Davy Boy, Owen, Pillman, Neidhart. I'm sorry, oh. I'm on Google Images looking at pictures of Jim Neidhart. Now stop that! You stop that! I'm sorry, but there's one picture of him posing with a fan. And he has his shirt off, and it's oh my god, he's just so fat. Good lord. Anyway. <laughs> My what I remember of Jim Neidhart specifically was I I had on VHS a um a video of uh, uh, wouldn't be of the dead and here come the pigs <laughs> would not be an episode of CSP without the the, the oinkers making an appearance. It's um, actually an ambulance. Oh, take don't mind them. Take that back. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I had a, a VHS of Cause Stone Cold Said So, which was like that 96, 97 Stone Cold mm-hmm. compilation they put out. That was the first time I ever saw Jim Neidhart on it. Yeah, I, I thought his beard was very interesting. And obviously the Heart Foundation, really good little, little, um, faction there with Pillman and mm-hmm. Brett. That was great. I don't have any other memories of Jim Neidhart, apart from that one time no, I saw a photo yeah. of him posing with a fan with his shirt off five seconds ago. How about you, Joe? Any other thoughts before we move on? He was good. Yeah, he was, you know, not the best wrestler, but... He wore the smallest thing I've ever seen as well. <laughs> Why do you not wear a normal singlet? Right. He, he, he was in that era where, you know, a lot of guys had the kind of big personality and big presence, even if they weren't great wrestlers. And I think that's why he's you know, very well remembered. Yeah. So, yeah, sad, sad. Speaking of sad, um, yeah. the Mae Young Classic 2 was taped. 
uh, or the first, pretty much the rounds through to the final 16, I think it was, or the final eight, I can't remember, were taped. Um, and unfortunately, while most of the reports out of the show were great, lots of reports, good matches and all this other stuff, uh, Tegan Knox, the former Nixon Newell, uh, has once again gone down with what seems like a pretty serious injury. Um, she obviously, was it? Is it for last year's May Young Classic? Around I can't, I can't remember. But last year, at some point, she had, I believe, some kind of ACL injury. Um, she came back from that. I think she had a minor sort of reaggravation of it, but she you know, didn't sideline her for too long. She came back, and this May Young Classic was really supposed to be her coming out party. Uh, Michael Cole, I don't know if you watched the um, uh, the the whatever they called it, the parade, or they, they did a stream where they basically introed everyone. They did the same thing last year. Um, and Michael Cole, of all people, was going crazy about her on commentary, talking about how she was his pick. And it, it seemed like she was someone the company was going to get behind big time. Um, uh, and unfortunately, she went down with an injury, and it seems like it's basically a similar kind of uh, tear in her knee, but on the other leg, um, which is about as rotten a, a, a bit of luck as you could possibly get. Mm. Um so yeah, I feel feel pretty bad for her. Very, very, very talented. Um, she seems like she's been putting a, a bit of a brave face on it on social media, you know, being thankful for everyone's feedback and that she's gonna, you know, power through and, and, and bounce back. But um shitty. Shitty situation. Um yeah, I don't know what how much of, of that is gonna then be on the um on the actual show because it seemed like it was pretty grim. Um yeah. So best wishes to Tegan Knox. Oh, soon. Uh, also, in like you know, uh, sad, uh, kind of miserable, grim news, uh, folks. This uh, the CM Punk guy uh, back in the headlines here. Um, um, uh, Colt Cabana, who just alongside CM Punk a few weeks ago, uh, uh, bested Doctor Amon from WWE in court. <laughs> is now suing CM Punk for uh, legal fees that he said CM Punk would cover during the course of this trial, the previous trial, rather. Um, yeah, this pretty much just broke this week. There's been some filings. I have not looked through them, but I've seen people uh, sharing around certain quotes. It seems like a, it's a pretty bitter split. It seemed like before the, the lawsuit, there was talk that they had been friends and, and Cabana was being mm. very stumped about that publicly. And then when the lawsuit happened, he kind of were on the same page. And I, I just, I'm just telling the facts here, officer. You're, um, you're right, Tommy Robinson, Barry. You're going to ruin this I'm court you, I, I, I'm trying to comment on a court case. It's my right to do. Um, anyway. So, so basically, it seemed like they'd maybe mended the, you know, that relationship or whatever. And, and, and it seemed like that evidently was not the case. Uh, this is like the millionth story of, of CM Punk just being a bit of a fucking weirdo and a bit of a, uh, you know, um, I yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of a more specific kind of word for like, he just doesn't no. seem like he's getting, he doesn't seem like he's getting on with people very well in the last curmudgeon. Years specifically. I mean, curmudgeon is actually a pretty good word. Um, but yeah, uh, and I, I guess this is going to court. There's been a load of, uh, emails and other stuff publicized. You know, as part of the trial, we will. Uh, you can fist through all that if you want. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the the ongoing saga of CM Punk after WWE. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if if his uh, if his financial situation gets much worse. Is he going to be uh, 
is he going to be in that uh, all-in battle royal in, in a few weeks, giving people GTSs for uh, a couple thousand? May well I reckon be. he's got plenty of money. I reckon he's got plenty of money. He just doesn't like thinks Cabana's been disloyal or something like that to him. Just doesn't want to pay up. Just a twat. <laughs> just annoying because it's him. It's him that went on the podcast to kind of air all his dirty laundry. Hmm. Um, you know, fair enough. Okay, Cabana gave him the platform to do it, but then fuck, it's him that that created the mess. Now he's kind of left Cabana with a huge legal bill. So fuck him. Yeah. yeah. With you on that, and I, I and I think, yeah, even though Cabana has the platform order, I think it was the right thing if it if if he did say this, I think it is the right thing to do for him to say, well, I, for Pog to say, well, mm. I will cover this, you know, since I mm. went on your podcast like a a bitter asshole and and said a bunch of questionable things, um, yeah, so that's that, so that's a you know a developing story to say the least. I mean, it took two years for the Chris Aman uh, thing to to get sorted, so there you go, uh, Alistair. I'll be, uh, more uh, bad news, sad news, um, miserable news this week. Uh, Alistair Black uh, is injured. Uh, he appears to have a some kind of like ruptured or injured groin. Um, uh, I don't know how for how long he's out, but it seems like he's out for quite a bit. Um, uh, so that is unfortunate. Yeah, he, had to, uh, he had to have groin surgery, the worst kind of surgery. Oh, boy, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Mm. I just think about how limited my use of my jaw was when I had jaw surgery. And like his thing's way more fun to use. Oh my know? groin! <laughs> oh god! All right, hang on. Let me write that down. That's more Simpsons wrestling content. I can put out later. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just like Tommaso Ciampa throwing like a crutch at him. <laughs> well, anyway, well, uh, this is this is the thing. Question mark. Who they're doing like a who done it with regards to injured him, and not in the not god. not in the way that um. You know, infamously did they did for Hideo Itami, um, but like they shot a a almost like a Who Shot Mr. Burns style um, segment, which they aired on their YouTube channel after this week's NXT and on their Twitter and everything, where like Alistair Black was attacked uh, at the very back of the kind of parking lot, and as the camera man makes his way through to the car park, like everyone is outside looking around walking around so it's like everyone is a suspect if, 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 if you haven't seen this video check it out they do they did such a good job of like not just selling it as a oh he got attacked who did it but actually making everyone like look suspicious like you have ricochet getting in the car going um, um, and and like champo walking backstage walking away with his belt somebody in the background looking at it and then moving away it's like i think it was lara sullivan um Super well, like Velveteen Dream is there. It's like super well done. Actual okay. who done it mystery angle, like really, really, really great. Which is all the better because this week's NXT was nothing to to write home about at all. Um, only thing notable was it did um feature the debut of one Keith Lee, the man of the hour. Uh, he won a match against a uh, Marcel Barthel, who interestingly came out to the same theme song which Walter uses. Um, he is the he's a former Ringkampf member. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, he's 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 very very good. It's very bizarre. It's kind of a bittersweet thing because he got signed about a year and a half ago, mm. 
And people are like, where the hell is he? He's good. Put him on TV. And then they put him on TV as a jobber for Keith Lee. Ah, but, but I mean, uh, I mean but it's uh, it's a, it's it's a, it's an XT people job for a while and they worked their way up. It's they, fine, they've done know. that. They've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha, Sasha Banks was like losing to everyone else, you know, when she first came up, and she and she didn't have a gimmick at the time. But I feel he's, that uh, he's very they, good. They've even done that with um people who are now like like Velveteen Dream when he started it was just a guy. He was Patrick Clark, and yeah. then he got repackaged. You know. Um, uh, yeah. Gargano and Champa see. originally weren't big big stars. No, yeah, yeah. So Gargano was kind of just a uh, just a guy, lovable uh, underdog on the lower card, you know. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to see one of the best matches of 2017, I don't know the exact show, but you can look it up. Uh, Marcel Barthel, aka Axel Dieter Jr., and Walter versus the South Pacific Power Trip in Progress last year. One of the best tag matches I've ever seen. Right. Incredible match. Incredible match. That's Travis Banks and TK Cooper. Um, that was back when, when yeah, that was when I was really into progress and it was top notch. Uh, I'm just giving recommendations. I didn't say pirate. You know, demand. Jesus. Piracy police out in force today. Any other notes from NXT? Nah. There was, there was, there was, there was a lot of squash matches on it. Nikki Cross defeated a jobber. Cassius Ono defeated a jobber. Keith Lee Cash defeated. Zone. Cassius Ono was on it. Yeah. I, I, forgot, I forgot he was in NXT. They had a match. It was alright. Um, they had a bizarre segment with um, Velveteen Dream and EC3. Really, really strange. Um, but like in an entertaining way. It was shot uh, on Velveteen Dream's back garden, I guess. Um, it was the kind of segment... You'll know what I mean by this. It was the kind of segment that you knew instantly uh, Borash was involved in. Right. Shooting. In that it was like completely unique to everything else WWE do. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Velveteen Dream is sitting, lounging on a, a deck chair and EC3 comes over because EC3 has been summoned to this like poolside retreat. And Velveteen Dream says, sit down. EC3 and EC3 sits down. And he says, "Let's take a walk." They immediately get up out of their chairs, and go walking around the pool. And Velveteen Dream is saying, "You know that he has respect for EC3, and he, he like cuts a promo on him." And then Dream drops his sunglasses, and EC3 goes to pick them up. And as he's going to pick them up, Dream goes for him, but Dream gets caught in a fireman's carry and gets thrown into the pool as, as he was going to try and throw EC3 in. Um. One of the oddest little segments you, you probably will ever see. Um, I don't even know, to be honest, whether I would say it was good. Um, but it was fun, and it was weird. So probably is worth seeking out for that loan. Um, Tainera Conti defeated Vanessa Bourne to enter the Mae Young Classic in, in a nothing match. Um, yeah. And then the main event was Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black, which went like two minutes. And then there was a Champo inter uh, interruption, and Regal announced that there would be, there would be a triple threat match at at a takeover, which is now not happening. Not happening. And they're doing instead a last man standing match between Champa and Gargano. Oh, 
which they did already an unsanctioned uh, match a street fight and now they're doing a last man standing match how much more can they do they haven't had didn't do have a normal match yet and i well they had the cruiserweight classic match i mean oh that was that, that was my match of the year from a few years ago that but like i already thought like the second match was maybe the most severe case of diminishing returns ever yeah um, to an extent uh, like I don't want. I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't. I'm massively. I mean, I'll be at OTT anyway, so I'm not going to watch it live. But I, my chances of watching this are now extremely low because I, I don't want to see another 40 minutes of uh, of um, Johnny Gargano picks up a, a goofy pro wrestling weapon like a trash can and then looks at it like it's a fucking loaded pistol and has a a, a Batman moment like, do I want to kill? Is is it worth it? Is it worth my soul? It's just like, he just hit him with the thing! Just hit him! It's a fucking weapons match, geek. Right. Um, uh, so yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that at all. But uh, yeah. Uh, in lighter news... Oh, in non-sad uh, news. Non-sad news. I think this is tonight. I can't, I can't remember. Renee Young is going to become the first woman to broadcast an entire episode of Raw as an announcer. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't really know what spurred this. I don't know if it is a uh, a permanent thing, but I think it's a, you know it's an all right move. I mean, so Renee Young was not especially good on NXT, but I feel like she is also not like noticeably worse than a lot of the people they have, and it's no harm to have a you know a, a female voice on the uh, on the announcing side, especially since that might also you know segue into perhaps more of a prominent position backstage, more of a maybe a hands-on experience in producing or maybe even writing you know like like the announcer's a little bit more involved than say a backstage interviewer you know what i mean yeah. um because uh, she's directly you know headset to vince you know telling the stories in the ring that's a more practical thing um and i think uh you know someone like her who's obviously smart and obviously loves wrestling and, and is passionate i think i think you know having a female voice kind of rise through the ranks like that's pretty good Again, like I said, whether or not she'll actually be good, I mean, I don't know that anyone has especially high standards for raw commentary to begin with, so... Uh, that will be tonight. I don't know if any of us will be watching raw anyway, so I don't know... I'm not going to say next week we'll have a follow-up and we'll comment on whether or not she was any good, but, uh, you know, we all like Renee Young here, so fair play to her. Yeah. In diddling news, um, someone... This is a weird story because this is basically something resurfacing from several years ago. And it's also something that's been like known and talked about for like probably decades at this point. But someone asked Court Bauer on Twitter if what he said on a podcast several years ago was true. And they posted a, a transcript where they basically described Randy Orton being very Randy Orton. And anytime there was, I think this story goes, that anytime there'd be a new writer... Right or 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 you know backstage person or you know executive of some kind in WWE that he would go up to them while they were like introducing you know themselves and he would have his little viper in his hand and he'd be stroking it and then he'd say totally deadpan serious what aren't you gonna shake my hand it's insulting to not shake my hand while well, he's stroking his cock um, and so thank you for I didn't get the viper analogy. Thanks very much for spelling. Oh, yeah. viper, viper there was a euphemism for his penis. Um, um, anyway, so someone asked Court Bauer, "Is this true?" And he said, he simply replied, "Yes." Uh, and honestly, I hadn't heard this specific story before, but like this kind of washes with the general 
um, you know, vibe of what you heard Randy Orton was up to pretty much since the beginning of his career, more or less. Um, uh, so basically, WWE issued a statement to I think the Observer, or, or I think I think that's who they issued a statement to, saying that they were quote looking into it. Um, which, I mean, generally speaking, when a wrestling company says that, I don't take it to mean anything. Given that this is a sort of offhand story, an ex writer told on a podcast five years ago that no one will be able to verify. I, uh, I I wouldn't exactly be sweating if I was Randy Orton. That's not to say he didn't do it, and that's not to say that he's not a fucking creepy sex pervert. In fact, I would go, I would probably go so far as to say is, you know, maybe there's a chance that's true. But uh, in terms of whether or not that's verifiable and whether or not WWE of all companies will actually act on it, uh, I don't think so. I tell you what, though, I tell you where this might get interesting is if they do their little quote unquote investigation, which I would imagine involves um, nothing. And then they put out a statement saying we found no wrongdoing. If one or more of said writers comes out and says, actually, yes, I, 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 I was present when this happened. This did happen to me. Then it becomes a bit of a headache for them. Because mm. Court Bauer is just telling, just Court Bauer is just telling his stories that you know wrestling people tell on their podcasts, spin in their yards about mm. what they heard. But if WWE says, oh, this is true, this is your tittle tattle, and and then. Like, because they, they've they've worked with like actual Hollywood people and people who've, who've come from television and then left WWE to continue in television. Like, if some hmm. moderately known writer comes out and says, "Actually, yeah, this is true. Randy Orton's a sex pest," um, that could be get them in hot water. But there you go. Uh, yeah, developing story. Um, uh, we're more likely to to fo- give you a follow up on Randy Orton's cock than we are on like Raw. Um, <laughs> I don't think there will be any follow up to this story. To be honest, I think this will be one. That I, yeah, I, I think, I think the most away. likely. Yeah, the most likely thing is they they put out a statement saying we found no wrongdoing and that's the end. Um, yeah. So so there you go. Uh, I did not watch World of Sport last week. I said I'd catch up with it and I didn't, and I forgot. And then I actually forgot about its existence this week, and I haven't watched it. Uh, and it seems like judging by the you and three hundred yeah three hundred thousand yeah, other people figures me and. Half of their audience from the first show uh, uh, seems to have forgotten about that. They are, to a comical degree, they are they are losing um, uh, uh, viewers. Uh, Joe, did you watch it again this week? I did watch it this week. Uh, again, a lot of the same problems. It, I mean, it was a decent show. There were a couple of couple of good matches on there. Um, Grado and what Wade Barrett are kind of doing the McMahon Austin gimmick with. Uh, <laughs> Barrett saying, you know, Grado's not marketable and he's embarrassing to the brand, which is hilarious, uh, quite ironic, given how <laughs> slightly um, subpar this brand is. Um, but he, so then Grado came out in a suit and doing a serious gimmick. And it was quite funny. He did a good, you know, funny promo and stuff. It was, that was all right. A couple of other good matches. Um, but yeah, again, just a complete lack of... Um, uh, video packages, you know, introducing yeah. the guys, and that's that sounds like quite a you know smarky observation because it's about the production and and you know introducing characters and things. But to me, that's just part of the language of television. If you watch any other you know reality TV show on ITV, if you watch a Love Island or a you know even Come Dine with Me or Dinner Date or any of these type of shows, they have video packages introducing the people that are in that episode of the show so that you know who they are. So you can kind of form an, an impression or a bond with that, you know, character, as it were. And and World of Sport offers none of that, despite the fact that most of these guys aren't particularly well known. 
even to quite big wrestling fans. Yeah. Uh, it's just bizarre that they that they don't do that. You know, in the World of Sport days, they didn't have bloody video editing suites where they could knock this stuff up in in five minutes. It was just, you know, blokes wrestling in uh, provincial leisure centres and um, church halls. But now they could easily do it and they just don't. Uh, and add that to the other problems of, you know, the, the weird camera work, the slightly kind of, you know, outdated uh, presentation. It's... It's yeah. not surprising that it's not really kind of taking off. I was um, looking at those ratings and I was I was reading um, kind of feedback from people I follow who were watching it, which first of all, I had to seek out. I remember the first show, it felt like everyone I, I know who gives a shit about wrestling on the British yeah. scene was watching it. Now it feels like I have to go, I have to go seek out like the people I know who have to cover it for websites and podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I was kind of reading the feedback, and I was kind of thinking back to the first show that I did watch, and I was like, I know they're constrained by the fact that it's ITV and it's Saturday afternoon slash evening, like they have to go broad and they have to go family friendly, but I was like, I don't know that what wrestling needs now is someone looking at WWE and going, what if we did this but somehow made it broader? Um, like they're already they've already cast as wide a net possible. Um. And you know, world of sports seems to kind of be going even broader, and and yeah. making a lot of the same production mistakes. It's like again, like I I get it. It's they're in the fucking they're in the preamble to Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway time slot. Like it's not you're not exactly going to have you know ICW on there, um, uh, you know blood guts and tits. I mean it's just not going to fly. But at the same time, I feel like they could have gone. Uh, you know, a little. Uh, they could have done something other than what they did, and and. It's just, you know, I can kind of see why no one's interested. Uh, but it's unfortunate, I think, as we said, when this kind of idea first came around, it would have been nice if this was a huge success and everyone benefits from that. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I mean, look, you, you can always be surprised by what television executives want, but I don't envision that this will be a... Uh, I, I'm not expecting a second round of tapings on this one. No, um, definitely not. Unless they move it to, like, one of the smaller channels or to a less prominent time slot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I mean, what are the standards for like ITV two? I mean, you know, this would probably yeah. fly there. Again, if it retained a, f- a fair amount of those viewers on a different time slot, it might be something that could prosper, but not not in a mainstream slot. I mean, so, Ninja Warrior does like two million viewers or something. Is this? That's just blokes running up a bloody net or something. Yeah, but they have cool replays when they fuck up, though. That's true. <laughs> better replays uh, than World of Sport. Yeah, better replays than World of Sport, where it's like the last half a second of a move. Um, anyway, uh, that's really going to do it there for the WrestleGolf. Obviously, uh, me and Paul. With, I, you, Paul's going. To, you're going to WrestleRap, aren't you? Yeah. I've asked you that every week. I think since they announced the show. So. I think so. Okay. I'm going. Don't uh, worry sorry, about it. I'll be there. Woo! Uh, got a new match this week. We'll very, we'll very quickly run down the card. I think it's a great card on paper. I don't think there's a whole lot to say about much of it. Uh, we got a new match. Uh, Sammy Jane's cleared to return to OTT, so she'll be defending her women's championship against Valkyrie and Katie Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, be all right. Uh, more than hype versus legit 100. Losing team breaks up. That's one of the matches I'm most looking forward to. I think... On a show with a lot of great matches and a lot of international talent, 
I think that that could quite easily be your sleeper hit of the evening. Mm. Um, uh, it's it's a uh, you know a lot a lot of very talented individuals. They're over more than hype, especially you know they're over. It's not like they're this thing that that's just you know flopping. They're they're very very popular. Uh, I think there's there's strong potential there to to steal the show. Uh, so we have that in a, a, a wacky match that you would only ever see in, in, in OTT. Uh, Club Tropicana versus Aussie Open. Um, I've never really seen Aussie Open in a comedic capacity. Um, I've seen them have a lot of really fun matches, a lot of action type matches. Uh, I'll be interested to see this. I know that, like, you know, IRL for reals, that, that uh, Aussie Open specifically, uh, Davis is like a massive fan of Club Tropicana. He was at a contenders they were at. He wouldn't stop tweeting about how they were the best thing in wrestling. <laughs> so I feel like this is probably going to be uh, a, a fun time uh, uh, to kind of play off Club Tropicana's strengths um, uh, and build them up. So looking forward to that one. Also, kind of a bit of a you know bit of a test for Club Tropicana. You know, big team, big team, popular on the European scene at the moment. You know, this might be a, a, a big moment for them if they can do well. Uh, we got the Kings of the North versus the Angel Cruisers. Uh, we still haven't had a second half of that video package they put out uh, last week, uh, which was entirely based around Justy. It was great. Uh, it was fantastic, but I I think that kind of tells you the. Uh, the direction of this one. yeah I, I think the the way to go would have been to to not do anything you know i mean the the tease was there and, and keep people wondering but i mean obviously tickets weren't sold out until just today so they they wanted to in the same way that WWE announced a lot of their surprises these days they they wanted to yeah get people in the door which is yeah fair enough uh, Angel Cruisers have had some like sleeper bangers on these OTT cards the last few months. They've really been delivering in the ring, Absolutely. so I think this is a, this be a great one again. Uh, we got uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Juice Robinson. Uh, I watched a grand total of one matches from the G1 this year, and it was this one, and it was very good. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the rematch. I think Juice is going to do very well in OTT. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shane Strickland versus Kushida, which I think is the first time first time ever match. Seems like it would be. Um, should be great. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus David Starr should be fantastic. I'm fair, I, that, no, they've definitely crossed paths before. They're they're both WXW regulars. And then in the main event, uh, got to be one of the best built main events OGT has done in a while. Walter versus Jordan Devlin. I mean, I I, I can I I'm just. It feels like a real main event because as great as this card is, I just want to get there and see that match. It's the big fight feel. You know what I mean? It's it's the I, I'm itching to see this. I genuinely don't know which way the result is going to go. I'm I'm I know it's going to be great in terms of the bell to bell. I cannot wait for this match. I'm surprised. Um, I, I mean, not not to t- turn away from the main event. The main event is going to be obviously excellent. That's what the whole show was kind of built around. Um, Surprised that they haven't announced the Corvin match since they announced that the Kings of North is going to be Duncan and Bonesaw against Agent Cruisers. Yeah. And also Martino's on the poster. She obviously doesn't have a match announced either. So I'm wondering yeah. whether there'll be some last minute additions. But yeah, the card is, as it, as it is, really good, especially building up to that main event. I think the, the best built match 
in OTT history, I want to say. Especially, I mean, not discounting, of course, or or let's say even even discounting the the stellar video packages. I think the the build for this match has been really really great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know the 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 video package doesn't come together if they're not telling the the story properly. You know. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I really can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, Corvin. I don't know. It's been weird though, because it's. I've, I thought it's very odd that the last few months they've had a Corvin singles match, but not a Kings of the North match. Um, so maybe they're. Uh, you know, think that I think you know I've enjoyed. I enjoyed the last Corvin singles match, especially very much the Lucky Kid match. Um, but I, yeah, I think this card's fairly full. Um, I think he could probably. They they sent out show. obviously the the obligatory. Uh, the show will end at half ten to eleven. Tweet. That they do every oh yeah every time. So okay we shall see um and as for Martina I mean I am actually expecting her to just challenge the winner of the um the women's match no right. um, because you know you'll notice while Sammy Jane was hurt she's just been she had, she was away for a month and then she came back and she's just done filler comedy throwaway one month doesn't have anything to do with anything you know matches like the the Pete Dunn thing the Tyler Bate thing you know. Yeah. Just kind of killing time, and she is, you know, canonically, you know, uh, due a rematch. So I'd say, I'd say, Sammy Jane retains in that three way, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe tease out the Martina match for Defiant. Um, so we will see. Uh, we will report on all of that. Uh, yeah. So I guess, I guess we want to have a show next week. Uh, well, if you two, if you two want to do a show next week, you can. I will. I'm being. I'm at Contenders the next night, uh, or the next evening, rather. Um, so uh, I won't be here to 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 do the show next week, but you guys can go ahead. Um, yeah, and we'll me and me and Paul will talk about it later. Uh, yeah, and I suppose you lads can probably preview SummerSlam because SummerSlam and, and NXT are also this weekend. Ooh, um, and uh, oh, that SummerSlam card looks long and not that good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, we will be back, uh, you know, I think the lads will either be back this week or maybe we can do a bumper episode on Monday, we'll see. Uh, talking OTT, talking SummerSlam and all the other good stuff. So, in the meantime, if you want to go to chairshoppodcast.com, you can send us an email. We haven't had an email in a while, pop us an email. Uh, or you can get the episode archive, you can go to chairshotpod on Twitter to follow along. Uh, you can also go to at the Barry Lad, at Paul Griffin, CSP, and at Griff Tannen. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to do it for this week's show, folks. I hope you have a good rest of the week. I hope if you're going to wrestling next weekend that you have fun. That's the main thing. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. For now, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. Goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye. It's goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.